I'm Chris. And this is the Nerdbook Review. Today, we will be reviewing City of Kings by Rob Hayes. Chris, how are you today? I'm doing pretty well. How are you? Hey, I am not doing too bad. Um, before we get into the book, I just want to say I apologize for the somewhat erratic nature of the episodes this uh, these last few months. Um, unfortunately, sometimes that's just how the podcast is going to be. Uh, I would like to be able to record an episode every week. Uh, that's That was kind of the goal. But then I sold a perfectly brand new house, bought a not so perfect, <laughs> very old house. Yeah, that. right now your kitchen is out in your driveway, <laughs> and what used to be the kitchen is pretty empty. Yeah, uh, it's getting started though. Got the floor put in yesterday and uh, over the weekend, I guess, and have the cabinets ready to go as soon as we get the electrician finished. Uh, we're doing it all ourselves, so that obviously, as Oof. not being experts, isn't uh, isn't the greatest. And also, uh, I am a small business owner, and we recently expanded a little bit, so that hey, took that's some, cool. Yeah. But that did take some time. And uh, then in about three weeks, about two weeks maybe, when this podcast actually airs, we are scheduled to have a baby. Two weeks? Two weeks, maybe oh, three. I guess from the air date. Okay. Yeah, All right. two, maybe three. Just thinking because my birthday's in two weeks it and is. that would be fun. <laughs> yes, we're actually hoping for a Halloween birthday if we can, you know, pull it off. But That'd I mean, be cool. you know, that's, we'll see. <laughs> but, uh, with a three-year-old and a newborn, there's a chance that uh, I might not <laughs> that, be the greatest. Tough. Yeah. So um, I think maybe we might even try to throw in, a, like even though Chris and I are only a half hour away, maybe throw a Skype recording in or two if that would help, you know, like maybe at some point. I don't know. We'll see. We'll try to do things to make it work. Mm -hmm. um, if I was 25 instead of 35, the um, the recordings would be far drunker, but probably <laughs> but more all the time. All the time, <laughs> yeah. So I do apologize uh, to everyone who does listen to the podcast, and I will do my best to make sure that it stays fairly uh, routine. Now, hopefully, we'll keep the reviews going, and I'll try and help as much as I yeah. can as well. As far as uh, you know, if I have to step in and be more <laughs> recurring, yeah. I'll yeah. give that a shot. <laughs> I do appreciate that. Uh, I mean, it's already pretty close to not being needing to care about Bill season. So, yeah, I know. Well, <laughs> they're t they're only two and three. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> hey, uh, they won yesterday. Yeah. So, uh, once uh, Garoppolo went out, I didn't need to care about the Niners anymore. <laughs> so, um, all right, let's go ahead and get into the book itself. Uh, you guys should know Rob Hayes from the interview that Chris and I did with him not too long ago when he won Spiffbo last year. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I really enjoyed the book. Uh, that The uh, first one in the Best Laid Plans duology. Mm -hmm. uh, he also has the Ties That Bind trilogy. This one is a standalone novel set in that first world series, but it is set across the world. Um, for people that read the Ties That Bind trilogy, there's some characters mm -hmm. that Chris, yep. for example, knows. He yep. did. He, you, you've read everything he's done now, haven't you? Uh, no, he's got a uh, It Takes takes a Thief series that I haven't gotten to yet. And he okay. also released a science fiction book called Drones that I haven't gotten to yet. But yeah. uh, I'm definitely going to work those in because I have really enjoyed everything that I've read of his. Yeah, and that... Uh, I, yeah, I need to... Try to see if I can finagle us a copy of the uh, of drones at some point. <laughs> I, I think it's five dollars on Amazon. I'm, <laughs> How dare you? I don't mind. <laughs> yeah, I don't I'm mind sure. picking yeah. that up. All righty, fine. We'll we'll pay. Um, 
the uh but yeah so um everything he's done with his self-published stuff is set in the same world except for it takes a thief uh drones i don't think is no but drones is is it he has has, he has a publisher for drones oh geez yeah so he is now a uh crossover what what's yeah what's the what the hell's the word they use i don't know hybrid that's the word i'm looking for he is now a hybrid author Ah. yeah there we are um this book uh city of kings was published this year um, it's fairly short for a novel, 300 pages. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a quick, easy read. It's certainly not uh, a book that has a ton of twists and turns. If you like what it does, you're going to like what it does, basically. Yeah. And it being short helped me. Yes. <laughs> Unfortunately, uh, we had a... Uh, we're going to have a probably a pretty long delay with a plan that we had done um, to do a, a Wheel of Time little set, little mini-series. And uh, at some point, maybe we'll be able to get to do that again, but it's probably going to be a while. I don't yeah. think I'd want to do it without the other individual. Yep. So, yep. Um, Chris, could you go ahead and read the book cover for us? All right. For generations, the blooded have ruled the wilds, cultivating a lawless frontier and bleeding the good folk dry. The Black Thorn, once the most wanted outlaw the world has ever seen, is set on stopping them and bringing an end to the great game that oppresses them all. Crucible is the only blooded fortress left, but not for nothing is it called the City of Kings. Its defenses are unbreakable, its walls unassailable, all built so one hundred can hold back a thousand. Worse yet, the Blackthorn is running out of time, and there are darker things hiding underneath, looking to turn the city into a tomb. Well played. I always love hearing your uh, reads. Mine Thank is, you. that's actually a pretty concise one and pretty well uh, covers things well, but I guess I'll do a non-stop, non-stop city siege novel taking place in a relatively short time span. Rose and the Black Thorn have rid the wilds of a vicious nobility who face no consequences no matter their crimes except for one last city, Crucible. The hardest test. Chris? Yep, that does it too. Yeah. Did you have a take or... Um pretty happy with that one yeah i'm happy with both of those combined sure (laughs) all right so as we have already mentioned um first of all it is set in the first world saga um which is what uh hayes's main uh you know body of work is set in they're Mm -hmm. all uh within the same world and chris i haven't read the ties that bind trilogy Mm -hmm. even though i really really should get to that there are characters that cross over that play. Do they play very big roles in the other ones? Yes, or? in the uh, in the ties that bind series, uh, we have the Black Thorn and Anders. Anders, how did you read that? I, I you know what, Anders. Because Anders of, because of workaholics. That's <laughs> yeah. that's where I was at most of the time too. <laughs> yeah. And then uh, Pern and Henry all have large parts in the ties that bind trilogy. Who did I miss? Rose, Rose is in it, but not as uh, not as prevalent. Okay, so, um, but yeah, so you, you all these characters are, are are familiar. Okay, and but as someone who has only read two of his books, mm-hmm. I will say that I felt like I did a like I understood things better in City of Kings than I did with the Best Blade Plans with the the first one, the one that won the. Spiffbo last year. Yeah. I felt like there were a couple things, like the Arbiters. 
that yeah. that yep. that I was that took me like twenty. Per, I mean, I love the book. I mean, mm-hmm. I give it a five star. But there were a few things where I was like, man, I don't understand. I'm sure if I'd have read the first <laughs> trilogy, this would make a lot more sense. Yes, I felt like City of Kings was a better standalone than. Yeah, and and I could see how that would be the case. Uh, if you hadn't read the Ties That Bind, you wouldn't have really been introduced to the Arbiters as much. Uh, mm-hmm. That is something that you are exposed to quite a bit more in that first trilogy. Yeah. Um, but them not really having a role in this makes that you know not a not a yeah. concern for reading this one as a standalone. Yeah. Um, I think he does a he does a well enough job getting you uh, acquainted with these characters quickly. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I think it would work as a standalone, but I think I enjoyed it more because it had these characters that yeah. I was already used to and, and, yep. and I enjoy. Yeah. And I mean, like I said, I, I totally plan on, on going back and reading the ties that bind trilogy, but I'm just saying, I felt like I was more okay with, cause he, he describes it you know, as the, a stand as being able to be a standalone book. Yeah. And I'm just saying that I felt like it, it, it's, it was better as a standalone than when I jumped into, um, where loyalties lie. Mm -hmm. I felt like I was more out of the water for a little while, even though it was, you know, supposed to be a a starting book. Maybe see how that, yeah, Yeah. I could see how that would be the case. But anyways, so, um, this is a multi-point of view uh, character book. Um, we're gonna have Bertram. He's known as the Black Thorn. He is supposedly the head of the uh, peasant army. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's the official head. He's the one that does the fighting. Yeah, um, he's the figurehead. The figurehead. Of- yep. And he is married to Rose, who's the real power behind. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's this she, is all. she's the Carl Rove of, <laughs> of this administration. <laughs> yes, uh, <laughs> or the Dick Cheney, if you want to think yeah, of him as the yeah. uh, the Darth Vader. Um, the <laughs> uh, <laughs> Anders <laughs> Anders, uh, he he's a a drunk and a coward. If mm-hmm. you don't know him at all from uh, you know anything else. That's kind of the role he plays. He is important because he is the uh, he would have been the heir. He was a blooded, mm-hmm. which is the you know what they call the nobility. Yep. Um, he would have been the heir of the Lord of Crucible, Niles Brekovic. Brekovic, yeah, yeah. Brokovic, Brekovic. Um, but he was disinherited, and he's been with these guys in this gang for a long time. For a while, yeah. For a while, yeah. He has yeah. some abilities that. Uh, um, that seem a little strange, but he's, you know, he's certainly not a member of the Upblooded anymore. Yeah. Uh, Suzku Pern? What is he, a swordsman? Um, he is, uh, he was a member of, I don't know what you would call it, maybe a guild or a, uh, you know, almost a uh, hereditary lineage of uh, bodyguards. Mm-hmm. And he, in his past, which is something that is covered in a previous trilogy, uh, betrayed that uh, betrayed that uh, heritage. Okay. Yeah. Um, in some ways, like I, he kind of reminded me. You haven't read the Malazan of the no. Segula or Segula, however you say that. I've never said it out loud. Just read it. Um, <laughs> where like you know, they're a society where being the best swordsman is important, most important. Mm-hmm. They have masks. They wear the, in that one. The, he doesn't wear masks, but they wear masks at all times. 
and they just have numbers painted on. So like eventually you get to the one that just has one line painted on it and that's the the best swordsman in, you know, their entire clan. And I kind of and they're all about honor. Kind of reminded me of something like that mm-hmm. maybe a little bit. Okay. Um and then Henry um who's Henry? <laughs> Henry is uh so Henry is a woman mm-hmm. who is uh kind of a bloodlusty uh, just just bloodlusty little uh warrior. Yeah. Um she almost she reminds me a little bit of uh oh, what's the uh, Hellcat Maggie in uh Gangs of New York. Oh yeah. Yeah. Now that you mentioned that's been a long time since that. That was a good movie. It was. Yeah, I tried to make my wife watch that recently, and she, she love couldn't it? get into it. <laughs> really? I mean, Daniel Day Lewis, though, oh, yeah, the greatest great. actor of our generation. Oh, he's he's amazing in that. Yeah, I mean, when he's not being a cobbler in Italy, <laughs> right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I and her, um, she has a point of view uh, chapter where she's actually in the battle line as they're assaulting the city. Mm-hmm. It was my favorite single chapter in the book, mm-hmm. like it the just it's so crazy and um confusing and Mm -hmm. i really felt like that was the chapter that made the book for me yeah um because i usually hate siege battles in a um in a book yeah and this is basically an entire book but it's a siege (laughs) battle so but i think what it is is that a lot of people will give you will be really technical and like mm-hmm. describe like what's happening from like the general's point of view yeah um you know you'll see someone like sitting like up on a hill you know watching a battle and directing it yeah. and i just never can get into that but we have points of view with both uh betram and uh henry mm-hmm. where it's just complete chaos you know as they're fighting their way forward and like i and i just it that movie in my mind that i endlessly drone on about i was able to stay in that in a way that i don't normally because i'm not a tactician you know yeah so it wasn't a zoom out and you know you're watching you're watching the chess match not from the chess player's point of view but from the pawn yeah yeah and i just man i loved her uh her scenes because of that I know there is just I an just obnoxious fly that is just being a, a flying rat bastard. <laughs> it hit me in the eyeball. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> okay. So we've described the characters. Uh, uh, did, oh. did we skip over Rose? Oh, did we skip over Rose? We did skip over. <laughs> yeah. How could we skip over the uh, most important character? Yeah. Rose. Yeah. Chris, who's Rose? Uh, Rose is a former prostitute mm-hmm. and, uh, oh, I already can't remember daughter to somebody important in some of the other books. Okay. Not and, this one though. Yeah. No, not this one. Uh, but she is, uh, she is the, uh, actual leader of this, uh, this revolution that, uh, that will take you know that's attempting to take down your the the blooded she is 9 months pregnant with betram aka the black thorns child yep and she's described as like a small pretty woman mm-hmm. and betram is basically a giant uh brute. giant giant brute 
ugly. He's <laughs> been, uh, yeah, he's been scarred and uh, misses, missing body parts. And yeah. yeah, as I uh, am going through the wheel of time right now, it makes me think of Brigitte and Gadel Kane because <laughs> it's always described her as being a beauty and mm. him as always being a, a ugly lumpy brute mm-hmm. that uh they have their their love anyway it's just maybe i don't know why i was thinking about it <laughs> as i was i've been going through my uh, wheel of time re re-listen mm-hmm. um yeah and rose for reasons for well a couple of reasons like some important ones that like one that is you know said pretty quickly on and isn't a spoiler i think that there's a you know description that there's Maybe something more, uh, more uh, uh, evil that's going on as well. That you know, to yeah. the wilds. That I don't think we need to talk about too much. You know, without getting because it's kind of I feel like more maybe spoiler. But mm-hmm. but one of the big things is that she wants to take this town before she has the baby, and she knows she's only days away. You know, potentially. Yeah. And one of the reasons is is that she wants to be um, already the queen. You know, or and the king and queen and their child be born born into that into that into royal lineage yeah. rather than a usurped yeah. lineage. And um I can see where that would be important. Um I think she's a little too uh, single minded in that <laughs> myself, you know. Yeah, particularly for the type of government that they're intending to set up. Yeah. I mean isn't necessarily uh uh as reverent to no. royalty and so it shouldn't have mattered as much. Yeah. I think that was one thing that made me not love Rose as much as a character. Maybe I mean mm-hmm. I think like Henry was my favorite character because she is what she is, you know? Like yeah. she doesn't pretend like she's not. And Rose, I think that t- another thing with Rose too is is that me not knowing, you know, her past. Mm-hmm. And uh, she's not as like you don't get told what, you know, her real reasons are for some of, you know, what she did, like the reason yeah. she's so single-minded for for most of the book. Yeah. And so I think she's a less, you know, less likable character mm-hmm. to me anyways. I don't know. She was probably yeah. my least favorite. Well, Pern is Suzuku in this book. I know he plays a fairly big role, but I didn't really feel like he was... Um, he certainly wasn't my favorite character. Yeah, I and I think uh, he is a little bit uh in this book is a little bit bland mm-hmm. uh partially because it doesn't get into yeah. what's most interesting about him which is covered in the ties that bind yeah i know that's the thing so I, that, yeah i need to just sit down and read the ties that bind i have I them highly recommend yeah and i have loved everything that i've read by rob hayes i just mm-hmm. want to say that um he is quickly joining my list of favorite authors without me ever being like actively like I think right now might be the first time I've sat down and been like, I'm going to have to add Rob Hayes in my, you know, favorites list because he yeah. has a wide uh, like enough books now, I think, out there that yeah. that uh, that you can, you know, say that. I mean, like Mark Lawrence has been on my list for a while and I really feel like Mark Lawrence is with his uh, the his murder nun series. <laughs> the um the gray sister and red sister so far um ha- has hit like peak like i think he's at the pe- you know height of his skills at this point mm-hmm. and uh then i have you know i've i've kind of taken a couple other guys off my list cuz when they haven't put out books in a decade that's uh <laughs> you're going to fall off my list but uh yeah i think rob hayes 
and Deborah Wolf are two yeah. authors that I have only read a few of their books so far, but are quickly getting themselves on my favorite authors list. Uh, yeah, I would say read Ties That Bind, mm-hmm. and I, I think that that will catapult him up because yeah. I like he's he's a guy now that I I try to fit into um into my my top. 10, yeah. 5 TBR as it's going. Yeah. Just always have one of them so that I can get them in there because it's really good. Yeah. And I know. It's funny, like, you know, sitting here talking about this right now, but yeah. So I guess, you know, we're recommending all of Rob Hayes' work at this point, not just, uh, you know, <laughs> not whatever. Not just this one. <laughs> yeah. Or the, um, or, um, where loyalties lie. I don't know why I'm having. I I, I remember the the trilogy yeah, yeah. and duologies. Uh, best laid plans. Yeah, better than I do. There's so many of them. Yeah, the better than the uh, the name. But um, so getting back into this, like like we said, this isn't like a super complicated book. Um, Rose ha- and Vetram have an army. They're trying to take Crucible. It's called Crucible because it's never been taken before. Mm-hmm. And it, I mean, the general who they have helping them is. You know, he says that he needs 10,000 men to storm it. Mm-hmm. And they don't have that many men. But Rose is going to do what she needs to do to try to take it. And um, everything else is just... All kind of in an effort to do just that. Yeah. Uh, they they explore uh, a variety of options and mm-hmm. make a few attempts. Uh, but, but at its core, this book is one siege. Yeah. And... I mean, it only takes place the the main the majority of the book over a few days, even. Mm-hmm. So I think uh, six, six or seven. Maybe it, it counts them. Uh, oh, yeah. In the chapter headers. Yeah. So, I mean, this one is ba- like I said. It's this. There's nothing sneaky or tricky about it. This is just. I think that Rob Hayes is an incredible writer. Yeah. And he managed to write a book that I shouldn't like, <laughs> that I absolutely loved. Yeah. Uh, right now, it I've got three books that are in my head as my favorite books of the year that I've read so far, and it is one of the three. Wow. Um, yeah. Uh, read a uh, Priest of Bones by Peter McClellan. Yeah. We're gonna do a review of that one. Are because we? Because that one is, I d- I'm describing it as if Mark R- Lawrence had written the Gentleman Bastard series by Scott Lynch. All right. Yeah, I'll uh, I'll move that up the list and we can, <laughs> and we'll get a review in. Yeah, because it just came out this week, I think. Okay. So well, um, I'm not going to read that one in two days. Yeah, that's I'm not going to try to make <laughs> you do that, but I would like to do a review on it because that one is another really good book. Um, but anyways, yeah, I mean, I don't know. I guess the. <laughs> I feel like we haven't done a ton of talking as specifically even about this book. I feel like we had five minutes of me rambling on at the beginning, and then we've <laughs> talked about everything else that Rob's done. But, I mean, this is, you know, it's a 300-page book that is about a city siege, and if you... Are, I'm just I'm recommending it just solely based on, you know, how awesome of a job Hayes does. Yeah, it's... Uh it's it's simple in its core. Uh, it doesn't do a tremendous about amount of world building. No. Nope. Um, the the world that it exists in is broad and has quite a bit going on. But this is a very myopic, uh, uh, zoomed in uh, story that exists within that bigger world that didn't need a lot of the world building from that bigger world. Yeah, and I think that because. You know, and and even the um, the war, it's basically all but over. Mm-hmm. I mean, 
when this the prologue they're taking another they're ta- they're really starting their real push mm-hmm. to you know rid the wilds of the um the blooded mm-hmm. and by the time chapter one starts the blooded are down to one one city mm-hmm. and only three of what you would kind of consider like the high lords are even left alive of the nine that started mm-hmm. and i mean and all of this has happened you know off be- between the prologue and chapter one yeah and so um you know this isn't like a big ca- campaign even like we're not you know yeah we see like one thing happen where they in the prologue where they kill a lord under a flag of truce you know when he's like basically saying like screw you guys you're just peasants you know yep and so uh and you know um i did get like kind of a wild west feel about it except for um how much were there any guns in this series at all were there, there were no cannons right they used um there were there were a scant few in this book in Oh, in this book? Yeah. Yeah, no, I don't think so in this no book. No cannons or guns at all, no. right? No arbiters? Yeah. Well, and I think that the I, I think that that's been laid out as just gunpowder is insanely uh yeah, rare. rare yeah. And so uh some of the arbiters in the previous books do you, carry guns but all, you know, also use them sparingly and Yeah. Yeah, along with their magic. No mm-hmm. no real magic. No to real speak magic of in either. This. Yeah. Uh, um there is a little more or less. Yeah, but that's part of the whole. There's a little side bit spoilery, of, spoilery yeah. vibe if we got into that. Yeah, very minimal magic. Uh, I mean, really, even there's a little bit of like fantasy. Uh, I, I creatures. Know, yeah, creatures. That's a good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. like but, non-human. Yeah, but beyond yeah. that, there there really isn't a, a tremendous amount of uh, you know the. High, high fantasy, fantasy no. stuff, yeah. Yeah, I mean, this is what it, like I said, it's just straight up a, a Wild West feel, but a medieval, basically, setting. Mm-hmm. And, uh, a, you know, a city of siege. But I think that, you know, I mean, I think we've already gotten pe- into, the, like, the, you know, did we like it kind yeah. of thing. But what made it for me is that it was the the down, you know, in the trenches mm-hmm. um, viewpoints when the siege was actually happening. We don't have to see like the general making their decisions, you know, we, we, we see Henry, for example, you know, she's known like bloody Henry or something like that. Henry right. The red Henry, the red. Yeah. Um, and she really likes blood. Yeah. She likes, but she likes it. She <laughs> likes her knives. She likes to be yep. bathed in blood as she's yep. doing her killing. And she's in the middle of like a, a push as they're trying to push their way into the castle after they knock down the, you know, the front front door basically. And I mean, it's just crazy to her. And she basically goes into like a panic almost and just yeah. starts like a red mist of killing. And, you know, like, and then she doesn't know if she's about to be killed. People mm-hmm. are dying around her front and back. And I mean, that that chaos is, you know, that's where yeah, we see. He the does siege. that very well. Yeah. And same with Betram, you know, like he's got mm-hmm. his big wood axe and he's killing his way in. But like, it's just as crazy for him while he's fighting, you know, and, yeah. and he has just as big of a chance of dying. He's not sitting on his horse, you know, doing the the um, directing. So, um, I feel like I've, you know, I mean, I loved the book. It, mm-hmm. As I said, it's it's in my top three 
or so of the year. It's it's, a, it's one of my five pluses for me. Mm-hmm. Um, how did you feel about it? Um, I, I probably didn't like it quite as much as you, but I also think that it, for me, I'm comparing it to, uh, to the Ties That Bind trilogy, and I think I enjoyed those more than this. Uh, I think what, what Rob Hayes does best is his characters, and it, it's awesome to get more of these characters. Yeah. So that was uh, that was really cool, but it also kind of it kind of this book didn't have as much of that because of what the story was. Yeah, and uh, you know I still really enjoyed it, and I still uh, you know even though I only had two days to read it, I didn't <laughs> I didn't mind reading it in two days. Yeah, um, and I think I read it in two days when I did it too. Really, and it was yeah, it was like staying up late. I mean, I stayed up way too late to read it. Yeah. One night because I was like, you know, I'm only like two hours or three hours away from finishing. <laughs> I'm finishing this book tonight. Like, but that's just how I, you know, like I just had to. I always say any book that makes me stay up past my bedtime gets a five star for me mm-hmm. normally. And yeah. that was definitely the case. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You, uh, you had a couple, uh, I made you read on your day off that you were going to read uh, another one of their guildmates books instead. Sorry, yeah. Matt. Yeah. That was, uh, <laughs> you I, got I actually took today off specifically to read matt's book and <laughs> and then when when we got into a crunch yeah. for this and needed to get an episode cut here we go and i'll get back to it yeah well it would have been hard to do a review on matt's book when it's not even out yet yeah uh, when it hasn't even made it to final editing <laughs> <laughs> also sorry matt i did a real poor job of doing my job when i was reading this for you so Mm, you wrote a good book. I got into it. I quit caring about things that I was supposed to care about. <laughs> <laughs> that, uh, but yeah, uh, read Rob's books. Uh, look at the other members of Sigil too. They, I feel like for uh, self-published guys, they do a pretty solid job. Yeah, I feel like in some ways this podcast is almost like a cheerleader podcast for their <laughs> uh, guild. But it's because they write. Yeah, they have great books. Great uh, book. So, um. I feel yeah, like at this point what? we're just continuing to talk about uh Yeah, I mean, I guess I'll I I'd say I'm going to go with a four and a half. Okay? Yeah. I want the 5 plus cuz my view is clearly more important and better than Chris's. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> uh, it's true. You do all the work on this. I, <laughs> I just read a book and have a beer and <laughs> talk about it. <laughs> yeah, well we didn't have any beers today cuz we are uh, yeah. we're right after work for me and uh middle of the afternoon. Yeah. My my child's daycare providers would probably not be very impressed if I showed up <laughs> drunk to pick him up from daycare. And yeah. So, anyways, Chris, I really appreciate you coming out uh, on short and reading this book on short notice. Um, it was one I'd already read. So, uh, one thing to throw in there is oh, yeah. that this uh, there are some I guess potential trigger things in this book. The, it has some very graphic violence. Yeah, and you know, I I feel like um, Rob does. He, I don't feel like he does his violence gratuitously. Yeah. And, uh, but you know, he writes, I mean, I would say that this is probably a grim, dark type of a novel almost. Yeah. Um, more so than his other books, which I feel like his which characters border on it, but not yeah. necessarily like really jump into that. But I, I, his characters have so much swagger to him that it's hard to like, yep. They don't feel. De- I don't feel like his characters ever feel defeated. Like, and I feel like sometimes that's what I see in a grimdark series. You know, I'm like, yeah, I they're they're fun and they're they're very. Uh, what am I looking for here? Separate 
from each other. Like I, their personalities yeah. and points of view are such that, uh, you know, they're, they're really well lived in. And I, I don't know. I just really enjoy every time it gets to the chapter header and I see who's going to be next. I'm like, yes. Yeah. Like, yeah. Especially Anders. <laughs> I, I like the drunk guy. <laughs> yeah. I know it's funny because we're the first, like I was just thinking about that today actually with, uh, um, my wheel of time as I'm still going through it. You know, I'm on book four now. I'm almost done with it. And I finally am starting to get to like, I love, I, I, I dislike Elaine's character. I just, hmm. I just don't care for it. Yeah. And I, and this book has got a lot of her. Yeah. And also I feel like we're finally getting to the point where people are always like 98 is always like pulling her braid. The oh, first that's most, starting to happen. Most of the first four books, she's, she's doesn't at all. Like, I mean, I mean, she huh. does, but not like, weirdly you know like amount and now it's starting to happen and she's starting to be unreasonable Ah. a little bit and i'm like huh yeah okay (laughs) this is the this is the thing that happens too much that i remember yeah but it didn't happen at all in the first like four books i feel like they're like or or until like you know two-thirds through this book four yeah Alrighty then well now i'm just i'm really just rambling at this point so all right oh one uh one more thing to throw in there just the the idea that uh i think hopefully there's something coming up next Oh. For this, just because, so he did a trilogy, the Ties of Bind <laughs> trilogy, the Best Laid Plans duology, and then City of Kings. In a way, he's counting down. Maybe. Three books, two books, one book. I'm just hoping that, I'm just hoping it's for like some big cool thing. And then he's not putting out a short story next. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> then he starts doing haikus on yeah. Twitter. Oh, man. <laughs> there you are. That's how we're going to end this episode. All right. With with a countdown. Yes. Three, two, two one. one.